This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to an extra special episode of Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Gwenna Lathland. And I'm Tori Phantom. This podcast is dedicated to the parents who are going to scream if they have to watch another episode of that TV show. And to all the parents who are going to watch another episode of that TV show after their kids go to bed. Are you talking about Bluey again? Shut up. No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this episode is extremely exciting. We got to sit down and talk with the one and only Idina Menzel and her beautiful sister, Kara Menzel, authors of Loud Mouse and Proud Mouse, a children's book series telling the stories of Dee and Kara Lee, sisters who are finding themselves and supporting each other. And now you probably already know Adina Menzel from her iconic roles like Alphaba, Maureen, and Elsa, but Kara Menzel is incredible too, we promise. We went into this interview fully planning on getting every detail of the book writing process. And while we did talk about the book, we ended up talking about a lot more. So much more. In the best way, honestly. Lucky for you, there's no timer this week because we only had a limited time with them. So it's still kind of a timer. Here's our interview with Idina and Kara. So it's safe to say much of our audience knows Adina Menzel from your many, many iconic roles on Broadway and in Hollywood. And we know a little less about Kara Menzel, Adina's little sister, but you've got your own list of accolades. You graduated magna cum laude from University of Colorado and later went on to be a national board certified reading teacher, which is no small thing. So still a fucking icon. You've already written a book called Voice Lessons, and that really focuses on growing up with such an astoundingly talented human for a sister. And now together, you have written an equally amazing series for kids. And we, in my house, we absolutely love it. Uh, The first book, it came out last year, Loud Mouse, and it's about a little mouse who found her big voice uh, that's published from Disney Hyperion? Hyperion? Hyperion. I'm not... It's all good. I tried. Okay. I did my research. I did the research. Uh, Not great at pronouncing things. Anyway, and this month, you are releasing the second in the series, Proud Mouse, How a Little Sister Found Her Own Way with the same publishing house that I will not try to say. (laughs) I always say, when I see the emails, I say hyper-ion. And I'm like, that's not right. That's how I was reading it. I was like, something's wrong here. (laughs) So do each of you have a favorite of the two? Oh, Oh, that's a good question. As you'll see, the older sister is bossier and tends to um, uh, speak over her younger sister sometimes, too, which is probably why she's written all of these (laughs) books. Trying to find her way and Pranmas is a little bit like voice lessons, but for kids. Yeah. You said astoundingly talented sister, and I was gonna say extremely bossy and annoying. But um uh We love a self-aware queen. (laughs) Can 
continue. <laughs> it's probably why I like the second book even better because it is more focused on my sister. I like putting the focus on her. I'm a big fan of my sister. She is my quote unquote little baby sister, but she's not. She's, um, I like to say she's the wiser, older soul, I think. And she's also been, was divorced first. <laughs> Yes, had kids first. <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> we love a little big sibling. I, Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I don't know which one I like best yet because I feel like I need to read them to crowds of kids and get the vibe. Like it's, um, it's about that relationship. And until I see like what they respond to, I mean, we've read them to kids like in the editing process. I've had friends and teachers and stuff like that. But until I get to do it more, I think I'm like, I'm not yeah. sure. And the first book, we did such a, a big tour and we have a song that accompanies it that also reprises itself. In the second book, we kind of just take out a different part of it. So it's really quite the performance. Um, I have to sing a little bit in the second book since it's mine and my refrain. And yeah. so I might end up hating this book. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I am so excited to hear both of you sing for that. I honestly, for when I read these the, these books to my children, I loved that it was so focused on the sibling relationship. And I, I know you said that you feel like, oh, well, I'm bossy and that's really what it's about. But I have three daughters. And so looking at this dynamic between these sisters who are so different, but just that support they have for each other and what their strengths are and how it goes together. I love seeing that represented because I think a lot of times the children's books that we read are focused on just the child finding their own empowerment or leaning into mom and dad. And so to see these sisters leaning into each other and supporting each other, I just beautiful. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. That was important to us. Yeah. I think that, um, well, first of all, we learned as children's book writers that it's actually, and through our wonderful publisher, Brit, um, Brittany, editor, editor, sorry, editor at the publisher. (laughs) I love that Brittany taught us that, um, that it's important that the kids uh, have the wisdom and the answers for each other sometimes, that they're the ones with the solutions as opposed to the parents always coming in and saving yeah. the day. The parents and the teachers, which, you know, we're big fans of parents and teachers. <laughs> right. um, yeah, absolutely. 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 But like our job as parents is to parent ourselves out of a job, which means teaching them how to rely on not just self-validation, but knowing who they can turn to for support, knowing, you know, my little sister does have my back. And I I adore how in both books, at no point in Loudmouse does little sister, uh, Kara Lee, yeah, Kara Lee, does she ever, is she ever presented as, oh, I'm so jealous. And even when you get to Proud Mouse, which is a story that focuses on Carolee finding herself, finding her own spotlight, it's never that Dee is stealing the spotlight or Carolee is jealous of Dee being a loud mouse. It's, there's always this very pure support. There's questions, there's challenges, mm-hmm. but it's not a competition among the siblings. And I feel like that's a really common theme in children's literature is sibling rivalry. I think one of the messages we send to kids, not just about sibling rivalry, but in general is like the solution to a lot of problems is to just be yourself. And we had that, um, it's the just part that kind of bugs me because we spend our whole lives evolving uh, into who we are or changing and adjusting. 
And so we like this idea that we are saying just be who you are, but it's a little, it can make you uncomfortable. It can make you vulnerable. It can be um, a process of self-discovery. It doesn't just come to you, you know? So like in Loudmouth, Dee goes off to school and she's bringing this talent and presenting this part of herself for the first time. And then she learns that as great as it makes her feel, she also feels a little complicated, a little vulnerable. And in Loudmouth, Kara Lee goes to school and she's thinking, I'm just going to be me. I'm presenting myself. I'm Kara Lee, you know? And then she's confronted with your D's little sister. <laughs> and she's like, wait, what? You know, that's always something I've just been proud of. I didn't realize that was going to complicate things. So she gets to feel uncomfortable in her own right and then have her own kind of self-discovery. So I think bringing in that piece where there can be discomfort, that's okay. And also, you know, this idea of being connected and leaning into the sister and sometimes the very person with whom you feel complicated about. Did you know that summer is so close? I've been trying desperately not to think about it. And our kids are going to be home from sunup to sundown for several months. I love them so much. I love spending time with them. I have so many exciting things planned, but we're also going to have a lot of downtime. We need things to do for the rainy day that are going to keep them engaged and help them to be creative. And I found the solution. KiwiCo. Oh, it's raining and gross outside? Cool. Would you like to dig up dinosaurs or build a windmill? Those are the Kiwi kits we have. KiwiCo encourages kids to get outside, explore, and stay off their screens. Awesome projects from the Summer Adventure series like the Bottle Rocket Kit, where kids build an actual bottle rocket, help to turn outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. We've made the Bottle Rocket and it was incredibly fun. You'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are, too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off on your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com with promo code CHILDPROOFSUMMER. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KiwiCo.com promo Promo code Childproof Summer. Once more, KiwiCo.com. Promo code Childproof Summer. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to stow away those jackets and sweaters and break out the shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Okay, yes, it's time to put away the sweaters unless you married a polar bear. I definitely married a polar bear, and he keeps this house at a number I don't want to say because it's too low. My saving grace is that I get to wear the softest cotton sweater. It's so cozy and it's bulky and I love it and I get to use it all year round. Quince sweaters are so good. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash childproof for free shipping on your order in 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash childproof to get free shipping in 365 day returns. One last time, quince.com slash childproof. I loved that. It was when I was reading Proud Mouse with my girls. 
That was my favorite part of the book to read to my girls who are close in age. And they they have that sort of dynamic where they're all good at different things and they're kind of figuring out who they are and what part of me is like you and what part of me do I have to be like you? And that part in that story where K- Carolee asked Dee, are you like me? And Dee said, I surely hope so. And that was that little sister saying, are you like me? And the big sister being like, well, I want to be. And and I think that is so important and that kids are really going to resonate, like especially siblings, you know, because that rivalry can be so strong. I just 10 out of 10. Thank you. you. We like that little, that little switch because the whole time she's like, am I like her? Right. And Mm -hmm. at some point she's like, wait a minute. (laughs) See, I think loudmouth was for me as a person that even as a grown adult, that story really resonated of what is it to not just know what I'm good at, but to be okay with sharing that with other people, because that's D's sort of big, I know what I'm good at. I know what I love, but oh, other people are watching me. And how is this impacting them? How is how they feel making me feel like it's a whole process? So I fully resonated with that, but proudmouth. That was for me as a parent because I'm an only child. I don't have siblings, but I'm raising three children. And so to have a brief perspective from people who have been there, done that, how do I, as a parent, how, what can I expect from my kids when my littles come up? How do I help them? No, you're not just Abby's little siblings. You are your own people separate from her legacy. Are you asking us a question? Was that a question? <laughs> question and I always um I always want to have the caveat of when you ask a question like that might solicit parenting advice that (laughs) the best parenting advice I have is that I don't know I just I just (laughs) tried stuff and threw stuff that is so relatable that's the whole podcast that's That's the whole thing (laughs) where one kid didn't necessarily work for the other and one moment didn't necessarily work in another moment. So you're really like trying to hit a moving target. And I'm, I'm completely not even totally present with you on this podcast right now, because I was reprimanded this morning because I took my son to school instead of being part of a carpool or putting him on the bus. Oh no. The horror. Yeah. So I felt the middle school, head of middle school was like, you need to email me. We got to get this kid on the bus or in a carpool. I guess because we have all these rules near the school with the parking and everything. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's my only time to be with my, like that time with my son, even though he's 14, he doesn't really speak to me anyway. Um, it's, <laughs> it's my time. Plus his dad and I, are, our schedules are just so all over the place that to try to figure out carpooling with another family, I mean, that would just be abusive to another <laughs> so um anyway so that's what <laughs> my sister's my sort of because she's her kids are older um she's an empty nester yeah my um, youngest is 21 next week yeah oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness i have the only child so um so uh yeah i'm just we're i just had his birthday sorry i'm i'm digressing i had a I had seven 14 year old boys mm-hmm. sleep over this weekend for Walker's birthday. You're a hero. I, I the, am. <laughs> she's such a hero because then the power went out for like three hours. <gasps> oh my God. Just like they were about to like get on the PlayStation. They had already been in the pool. They already played basketball. They had already played hide and seek, which I'm so proud when they do things that 
technologically, you know, involved technology. And then my husband ran to CBS and bought out the 12 flashlights that were there. <laughs> and I know that the guy said to Aaron, um, so what's going on here with flashlights? He's like, dude, I got eight kids in a sleepover. <laughs> got you. Those sleepovers are signing up for chaos when the power's on. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, They'd already resisted the screen time. They finally were like, no, <laughs> false. <laughs> they couldn't even charge their phones. It was like, oh, no. And also I was in, I was, I'm, uh, this isn't what the podcast should be about. But um, Yes, it should. It absolutely should. I was in denial because it was still daylight out. And they were in the pool, and I'm thinking, well, the, the power will come on. We're talking, we're calling LA, whatever water and, uh-huh. and electricity, and um, and nothing's happening. And then the sun, literally, you can see the sun going down, right? You've never been more aware of a sunset yeah. in your life. <laughs> it sure is beautiful. Please, please, lights, come back. <laughs> funny is there a bunch of 14 year olds who were like well when does the power come back on and we're like that's one of the things in life that you don't get to know and Kara, Kara, during covid Kara taught the pod for me and five other mommy friends and their kids so so Kara, uh fifth grade this fifth fifth grade but she's she's taught every grade of elementary school right Almost, almost okay and she lived in boulder colorado um ever since she left for college, mm-hmm. right? I've lived in LA or New York. And when the quarantine happened, all these families started to call Karen and say, can you do like a pod for us, you know, at our home and get our kids off the screens? And she's call- calling and saying, what do you think? I said, um, you're not doing that for those freaking families in Boulder. You're coming here to LA. <laughs> Be with me. <laughs> Help me out of this. this, this that this. that when, when everything shut down is when I learned I'm not a teacher. Yeah, uh, exactly. Great parent. I'm so Absolutely. good at parenting. I feel confident in that. Teaching my kids math. Mm, no. No. It's not for me. I, I can teach them how to feel mad and not make it everyone else's problem. Yeah. Uh, that's easier than teaching them right. what the TH sound actually <laughs> makes. Or looking over them while they're doing their so-called work or not. We're not <laughs> listening to the teacher on the virtual and well, tuning out. Yes. Or they had um, they had health class, fifth grade health well, class. Well, wait. So you virtually. didn't connect the dots. So then I got her out here. We rented her a house nearby with her husband. She and my son became closer than they ever would have because she saw him every day. And she did the most amazing pod with these five kids. They We got her a nearby house that had a pool and a pool house that we converted into a schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, us moms, they I literally- insisted, I insisted they all drop their kids off at the same place every day. So we had like a routine. I didn't want to like be shuttling kids around and I didn't want the parents there all day. I just wanted like make it school. Right. So they would do math and then jump in the pool and then she'd do a science project with them. And then she'd take them to the beach to journal or draw the ocean or go to ice cream or whatever. So they had, they had the most life-saving year, I think. Well, the mom certainly did, but I think the kids did. My kids, my kids played a lot of Minecraft that year. Yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of Minecraft, a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Uh, that was, so yeah. Why, why was I telling them? I was going somewhere with that for you. Because I, well, we were, when yeah. I was saying that she's, she was a single child and she has three, three kids. So right. She's helping them with their dynamics and their sibling relationships. 
And I think there was a question in there and then I derailed it <laughs> that direction. Um, <laughs> I, I got the perfect question to bring us back to the book. Are you ready? Why do we choose mice? Why, why mice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the answer to that question. A um, couple things. Well, one is we like to say that we were pretty good looking mice. So yes, we were like, we you know, we didn't want to be a character where we were going to have to be on a track. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no. First of all, it's why not human. You decide why, why it's an animal in the first place because it could just be, you could be yourselves. So we thought yes. of that first. We like the universal aspect of animals, mm-hmm. really relate to animals. Um, we also chose the mouse because we were talking about an animal that's finding her voice and mice are small and they have small voices. They don't have voices, but we associate associate them with being quiet, you know? Um, And then this mouse gets to be huge in voice and spirit in size. And um, it made sense for it to be a mouse. We also love, like I love Despero. Little, Mm -hmm. just a whole bunch of children's literature mice that um, we adore. So I've always had a soft spot for mice in stories because uh, my 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 lovey when I was a small child was Fivel from American yes. Tale. <gasps> See, I was excited for the mice because we're a we're a rodent family. We have four pet rats. So when we saw the mouse, we were like, "This is oh, perfect. Like, meant to be." Perfect. We love we love the tail. So yeah, yes, I can't remember that you have four rats in the house. I'm sorry, that's. Just- <laughs> But it's, you're thinking of them as my parents. No, it's it's not an infestation unless they get out of the cage. It's <laughs> so true. But we had hamsters. We had hamsters. I used to have an ongoing nightmare that the hamster would get out because we kept the hamsters kept eating each other. One was, was- <laughs> oh my god! When you get hamsters or gerbils, heads right? up, parents! You buy hamsters or gerbils. There is a possible. We're going to put a disclaimer on the front of this episode. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Fun. If one dies and you don't it quick enough, you come home and the other one's already eaten it. Mm-hmm. It starts. You might find the head of one of those yes. white hands with red eyes. So nightmares about the food dish. Our parents, it's just parents listening to this podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. For the record, rats don't eat each other. Yeah. Don't they? <laughs> See, they're so smart. They don't have <laughs> Oh my goodness. Spring has sprung and that means it's time for spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, new warm weather bedding, or a flight for that summer getaway. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all of your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code CHILDPROOF when you register. Just go to the App Store, Google Play Store, and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code CHILDPROOF. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code CHILDPROOF. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. 
you totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. You guys took a lot of time to describe the world that Dee and Carolee live in. There's the humble anthill, the, the birch grove. Um, there's this. There's a definite connection to nature and the environment as a low-level theme in both stories. Was that imagery taken from your childhood? Were you outside-dwelling children? <laughs> Um, well, it's a bigger part of my adulthood, I would say. But we also, I mean, we rode our bikes all the time until we were called in for dinner. Yeah, I've been doing so much research on it. When the streetlights came on? Was that your <laughs> yeah. timer? That was my timer. I've been looking at so much stuff about Generation Gen X. Are we Gen X? Oh, that's, yeah. that's the question. Wait, I... are we Gen X? Yes, I'm 50. I think so. Yeah, we're the last. Yeah, you're Gen yeah, X. We're the last few kids. Yeah, yeah. Because of that, I've, I've been researching a lot of that and how we're just, well, we were allowed to babysit the neighbor's kids and we were 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like, who does that? I would never leave. I think I was 12. I was babysitting. I would never let Walker babysit somebody else's kids. Mm-hmm. Right now. <laughs> we, had, we have a great babysitting story where. Um, Aviv, remember his name was, yes. a, I don't know if we want to say that now, but we were babysitting together. <laughs> Aviv, if you're out there and you're a 47 year old, <laughs> we're talking about the day that you peed in our faces in your bathroom. Because <laughs> we didn't know that you don't sit on the toilet. We didn't know that you don't put a little boy sitting on the toilet. Yeah. So he just pees outward. Yeah, but that's because we were 13, babysitting. We had no idea about pees at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a time to learn, right? You know, honestly. <laughs> yep. After three, we raising three boys, one of them was my stepson, so I don't know about his. But the other two, I, I, I'm fully knowledgeable now. <laughs> all friends. Yep. Proud to say. Yeah. Proud mouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had all daughters, so I'm still not well versed in uh, baby boys, and I'm okay with it. I've heard stories. <laughs> I looked at my husband because we have two girls and a boy. And I looked at my husband. I was like, potty training is your fucking problem, dude. I don't know what to do with any of those babies. So cute. My son was like four and he and the, he stood up in the bathtub and pulled both his like way forward and was like, what? Actually, it was just one. And he's like, what? What's this? And I, and I said, well, it's um, a there should be another one there too. And he's like, there it is. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I think his 
like, what are they for? And I was like, well, one day they help you make babies. And he was like, but now? And I was like, now they just, you know, hang there. And <laughs> because you mean they're just for show? <laughs> That's yeah, so I was like, well, I'll show them. Oh, yeah, the conversations you end up having with kids. There, there is something magical about a four-year-old boy's discovery of his own junk. Because uh, I have another a bath time <laughs> bathtub story where my son looks down, straight up smacks his <gasps> junk, and was like, "Mom, that hurts!" And then does it again. I was like, "The dude, don't." <laughs> yeah, that's that's my middleest kiddo. She's seven, and she said, "Mom." I know that my body can make babies, but do I have to? Is there a way to not do that? <laughs> and I was like, no, you don't have to make babies. That's a choice you will make much, much later much, in much your life. Uh, there's plenty. We'll talk about that when when the time comes for, for those options. But no, you don't have to. It's not like a thing that just happens that suddenly there's a baby there, as it turns out. So there's great. some TikTok video going around right now where the little girl's holding her her baby's newborn baby sister keeps like rooting at her dress. She's like, mommy, I don't have milk here. I don't have milk. Why is she doing this? I don't have milk. These, these are my nipples, but they don't have milk coming out of them. Okay. Today I learned that Dina Menzel also watches the same stupid shit I do on TikTok. That's what I want. I am <laughs> totally. We, um, you asked us about illustrations, though, and I want to say something about that. They did? That. I don't remember. I that. think that was a question. That was our next question, to be fair. Yeah. We we asked about the scenery, and we were leading uh, to yes. the illustration. So it's all tied together. We're asking about Same page. Nature, and I get straight to... Yeah, so in our childhood, it was there. In fact, one of our my first memories is playing in the dirt with my sister. We were pretending to be witches, and then she she. Tried, I said, "Try this, try this." Uh, witches stew. stew, and I and she, she fed did. me the dirt, and I <laughs> ate it. So maybe maybe that's part of it. So she's just been telegraphing her career her entire <laughs> life. Then <laughs> exactly. I love it. I'm getting ready for my roles way early on. Way early. <laughs> I was enforcing my sister to eat poison. <laughs> um, is that why your lips are green, by the way? Or is that very vain of me to assume presumptuous? I've, I am now ashamed that you noticed. <laughs> you have green behind you and green on. And I wasn't sure. I didn't want to be presumptuous. And you're like, no, this is everything. The green, the green wall is just because I like green. But the, the green lipstick. You could be presumptuous. I brought my rent tattoo with me. So, like, you could be presumptuous. <laughs> and Tori definitely put on some Elsa eyeshadow. So. Oh, my God. Oh, well, I'm flattered. Thank yeah, you. So sweet. Hey, you guys should know hey, that um, we have, what we um, what's it called? A callback to Wicked in our in in loudmouth that she's she's kind of going above the stage she's levitating she's levitating at the end and then proud mouse what was the one in proud mouse oh i know in proud mouse the jacket to the book is a little bit of a a rent thing because they're all standing it's either a chorus line or five hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah, I love that so much. <laughs> I got the vibe, but I didn't want to be presumptuous because I've just been a lifelong rent head. Oh, so I was like, I don't want to just like assume. Oh, but no. <laughs> so. 
I have never heard Tori make the sound Tori made when our producers were like, hey, would you like to talk to Idina and Kara Menzel about their book? Um, because Tori loves rent. My kids know all the words to the Rent soundtrack, and that wasn't a choice they made. Uh, I just, <laughs> it's just they hear it so often. Like, it was like osmosis. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We're we're running out of time. We we need yes. one more. Let's. I want to talk about two things before we've got like five minutes. First, Jacqueline Sinquet was your illustrator. Uh, she did amazing work. Was this something that you were able to collab ahead of, or did she just purely understand the assignment? Both things are true. There were sometimes when you write a children's book, you can write like detailed what you want the image to be because the because they have to relate. There are some things that the illustration is better at conveying, and there are some things that the text is. Um, so we kind of have to play that game a little bit. But then there were definitely times when it's like, go with it, whatever you see, you know. Or um, and we we just knew we wanted we wanted beautiful painterly images, but also really funny. And, and also the kind that's very overly detailed that, so when you've read a book 12 million times, there's always something to like, Oh, I never noticed a little life frog. It was wearing goggles, you know, that's what I loved about these books, especially is because not only is this, the story's just incredible, but these are my favorite types of books to read with my kids because we're reading the words on the page. And then we are looking at everything on the page and noticing everything we can in the images before we turn the page. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it turns from just reading them a story to real family time where we're like, oh, what do you see that? What do you think of that drawing? What do you think of that? And it just, it it builds the whole world. I love it. Yeah. We have enormous gratitude to Jacqueline. Yeah. That she had our, she, she knew our vision and our humor and she. Although she would have been nowhere without our napkin drawings of our own (laughs) That we made because we we are on both sides of our family. Our grandparents are like one was well, they're sign painters, really sign painters. But um, so we've always sort of uh, you know, Grandpa Nat was an artist. He did Grandpa Nat was an artist. Yeah. So um, so we kind of can draw and paint, and so we're like, this is what we think we we should look like as mice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna gonna need to see those napkin drawings. We need we need to see that. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. 
Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Last question, and it is about the song. You wrote that with Laura Veltz. Obviously, you worked with her again on Make Uh Me Hate Me. So you liked working with her. You have now created two anthems of children across the globe because you're fucking Elsa. Also, <laughs> loudmouths. See, now, welcome to my world. You are understanding your demographic, that you are <laughs> a, a, a woman with needs that needs to curse sometimes, that probably has sex with your partner, that also takes care of little children, but mm-hmm. um, has a life and has a, 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 bra- a truck driver's mouth, apparently, like me. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Oh, my my screen handle, the, the, the name that I have built my entire brand on is Mama Cusses. <laughs> I love it. That's my oh, whole I love thing. it. Well, yeah. it's my problem is being on stage and looking out into a sea of blue dresses and then moms and then like Tory moms who like grew up with me through rent but now have kids. So they're cool with me. But then the other moms that didn't know me before and just want me to sing songs to the little blue dresses. And then the whole gay contingency. So I got to figure out how to navigate it. Oh, to all my people. I just next time you just gotta you just gotta sing over the moon to them. <laughs> Talk to them about Diet Coke. You're good. I know. <laughs> Every mom wants that. Yeah. If you're if you're still here with me at the end of this piece and my tits are still somehow in my shirt, we're we're we are <laughs> each other's people. But her ass won't be. Right? My ass won't be. <laughs> oh that's so funny oh man what was the question but the song is great that was the song is great we're getting to the song we're getting to the question my kids love the song it's on the playlist already oh, <laughs> yeah we um well we just knew that the character obviously had to sing and it was another part of children's books that we mm-hmm. loved and Kara as the sorry I'm speaking having that just having a recurring refrain is a nice access point for kids. Like she's the literacy specialist. So she knows that. Especially if they're early readers, you know, they like being able to read a part that they're just have memorized, you know, I'm not stupid. You know, when someone says, you're going to do a children's book, Adina, I do it with my sister who is not just like my best friend, but she's a teacher and not only a teacher, but a literacy specialist. I loved that in in Loudmouse, how we're talking about how the teacher likes big words and this other teacher likes small words and how I loved the emphasis on that because there's so many ways you can read this book and have different conversations with the kids. It's love it. And the song, uh, I love how that takes place through both. I love that it is connected, but 
totally separate. I tried to read the book before I read the song personally, and I did not sing it the right way. I learned. My kids did give me a hard time. <laughs> That's what I worry about. I don't want parents to feel intimidated by my, what did you say in the beginning? Astounding talent or something. <laughs> I don't want people to feel that way. You should be able to sing that song however you want. And it does. I always sing it silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I did the same thing and had the opposite reaction. I sang the song that I thought the one that played in my head as I sang it. And then we turned on your version and she looks at me and she goes, mom, she did it wrong. <laughs> I was like, bold judgment. I'll tell her. <laughs> no, I love that. Because in fact, when we were doing our friend, I was like, but you have to make it accessible because teachers and parents are going to have to do it over and over again. Exactly. And then to bring this all full circle um art is imitating life because um just putting care shit out there like this whole this whole thing you know when we go out and talk about this and then sit in front of young audiences at, at bookstores and schools which we're loving to do we're reading our book together we're singing through it and Kara is sort of a lot of is having is trying not to project a lot of the stuff that she's Grown up, the stuff we've actually written about, you know, trying to really find where we stand next to one another, with one another, and then aside, and then on our own, you know. And it's, and so tell them what you've taken so up. So I lately. decided to take up the ukulele this year because I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's supposed to be relatively easy. And I just kind of always saw myself as a teacher with an instrument. I should figure it out. And, and also, she also, I wanted to be able to express myself in music while we, while we play. Um, without feeling like she's got to keep up with me going like, la, 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 la. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to play the ukulele. So I'm like 49 and I just picked up this new thing and now we have to play. And now she's terrified to do that because she's brand new. Now I have to sing and play the ukulele. And read the lines. And read the lines. My sister is like giving me line readings and saying that um, (laughs) she's going to sing harmony now. So not only do I have to keep track of my own thing, but now there's harmony happening. So if we need an example of somebody who's going to just just do it and it's going to come out any which way, I'm going to be that example. She's the guinea pig. (laughs) And there are no guinea pigs. Idina, you just got to get her some in-ears and then it's all fixed. (laughs) It's just turning into a whole stage production. I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah, we have a ukulele roadie coming with us. uh, No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We don't. I volunteer. Can I be the ukulele roadie? Can't. I'll carry it. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It it doesn't weigh anything. When I give it to the stewardess, or stewardess, what do you call it? Flight attendant. (laughs) The flight attendant, she's like, there's nothing in here. No, no, it's in there. Yeah, it just weighs like half a pound. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I did not expect this podcast to go any of the places it has been. I love it. I'm happy it did. It has been so nice to speak with you. You guys make it so easy. You're so good at what you do. Yes. <laughs> thank you. I, thank you. I just thought that you loved shiny makeup. So I love that my sister picked up on it because I was like, Gosh, they're so cool. They just got the shiny lips. No, it's about me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Look, before Elsa and I missed the Maureen boat, I you were you were my oh. alphaba, so I'm bringing my kids to see Wicked for the first time next month. Yay. So very exciting. Well, thank you guys so much. We will not take up any more of your valuable time. Kara, you need to go practice that ukulele. My husband is so sick of it. <laughs> No, it was sexy. She lets her hair go down. It's like Lady Godiva. She's like, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Thank you. We'll come on anytime. And, and thanks for having us. It was an honor. Thank Perfect. you so much for being Bye-bye. here. Bye. Bye. Well, that was the best 30 minutes of my life. Do you feel like you're over the moon right now? Are, are you defying gravity right now? Oh, oh. You think you'll ever let it go? Are you done? One more. Going into that interview <laughs> was going into the unknown, yeah? Oh, thank you for not doing that to Adina and Kara. Th- thanks for saving that for me. Look, I am <laughs> not the one who told Idina Menzel to her face that I'm a rent head. Uh, you are the one who wore green lipstick and thought that you were being slick. Uh, she caught you fangirling too, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Fair. All right. We want to hear from you. Email us who you'd like us to really poorly interview <laughs> at childproof at betches.com. And be sure to follow us on social media. You can find us both on TikTok and Instagram. I am at Tori Phantom. She is at Mama Cusses. And of course, follow at Betches Moms on Instagram too. By the way, you can get Kara and Idina's books everywhere you find your favorite children's books. Speaking of, you can also pre-order my book, Mama Cusses, A Field Guide to Responsive Parenting and Trying Not to Be the Reason Your Kids Need Therapy from Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, Amazon, Books A Million. It is out March 5th. What a short and concise title. I love that. Shut up. (laughs) Finally, leave childproof a rating on Apple and Spotify and make sure to subscribe. It helps. So does words. And finally, remember, sometimes our kids are loud mice, proud mice, and or assholes. And sometimes it's us. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salzmacat and Sean Kilby. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email to moms at betches.com. 